the new channel. The new channel. Hashtag TNC now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the new channel. You're born out of passion. We are the community that helps you be the new you. I am Reggie Yu, streaming live from Metro Manila, Philippines. And we will be joined shortly by Donalito Vallis Jr. in Melbourne, Australia. You are watching TNC PressCon, the book launch of Gala Adventures of the most well-traveled Filipinos. To our friends from the land down under, howdy mates, blokes and Sheilas. To our friends from the Philippines, isang magandang araw po sa inyo lahat. And to all our friends from all over the world, a pleasant day to all of you. Welcome to this very special book launching event. We all know that Filipinos are some of the world's most passionate globetrotters. What if a truly great traveler suddenly began chronicling the most inspired, exciting, wild and heady adventures of the world's most well-traveled Filipino globetrotters. Our author has certainly answered that question with a resounding gala. Gala is actually a Filipino word that means wandering around or traveling in faraway places. This book is no ordinary book. It's no ordinary travel book. It is a never-before-seen storybook celebrating the lives and exploits of 20 of the most illustrious Filipino vagabonds who have spent the best years of their lives in constant motion and discovery. From Tuvalu to Timbuktu, this spectacular anthology of anecdotes follows the breathtaking escapades of our best adventure seekers, many of whom emerged from exceedingly humble beginnings, yet through force of circumstance and sheer determination, were able to transform their lives beyond their wildest dreams. St. Augustine of Hippo once said, the world is a book and those who do not travel read only one page. 
my good friend Don Don, together with 19 other hardcore Filipino travelers who have circled our planet several times over, have certainly read this book from cover to cover with an anthology of exciting stories that will inspire you to hit the road once this pandemic is over. I guess I've already been giving you a bloody ear bashing, so I will just let the book's promotional video do the talking for me. So let's all watch the teaser trailer of Galat, Adventures of the Most Well-Traveled Filipinos. Well, I'm sure that the video has sparked your curiosity about the book already. So, allow me the honor of introducing the author. He was actually born in Tacloban City, Leyte, Philippines, and moved to Metro Manila when he was in his teens under an academic scholarship grant. He's now an Australian citizen based in Melbourne. I first met him as a colleague in Junior Chamber International, a global network of young active citizens out to make a positive impact in our communities. Since then, he has already worn many hats, a leader, a project manager, an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and of course, a renowned world traveler. So without further ado, it is my great pleasure to welcome none other than my very good friend, the inimitable Donalito, Don Don Ballas Jr. Don Don, you have the virtual floor. Hello everyone. Greetings from Melbourne, Australia. And thank you for being here. I'm so excited for the official book, book launch of Gala, The Adventures of the Most Well-Traveled Filipinos. I'm so excited this book has finally come to life. And so since it was launched uh, three weeks ago in the first week of September, we have been in media. And so thank you to a lot of our media friends who have featured us from the Manila Times, the Philippine Times, Sulit.ph, the Diarist.ph, One Philippines, uh, Finally Filipino Magazine, and recently the, the Philippine National Book Development Board has confirmed that we will be at the Philippine booth at the Frankfurt Book Fair, the biggest book fair in the world this October. So I'm really excited. And so I'm so excited with this book launch because I'm not, I, I will be joined by some of the people who are featured in the book. As a matter of fact, 12 of the other world travelers will be joining us today. And so really excited for this book launch. And thank you so much for being here to all my friends and family, to the people who are curious about the book. I'll tell you a little bit, a little secret about the book. The first one would be at the back of the book, 
there is a QR code. If you scan that QR code with your phone, it will lead you to an information uh, about the book, the back, you know, the backstory on why I made the book and how I came about creating the book. So I invite you to read through you know, the backstory by scanning through the QR code. So that's that's one little secret about the book. Uh, the other interesting thing about the book, for those of you who, had, who have a copy of it already, every page of the book has a travel code. So there is close to 400 travel codes in the book. Isn't that exciting? And so what's even more interesting is that every travel code of the book matches the page content of the book. So I really invite you to uh, read it and get a copy right now. And so, yeah, thank you for being here in today's official book launch. And so I'm so excited to bring our friends here, you know, some of the characters, the people featured in this book. So Reggie, won't, let's, let's invite some of uh, our other world travelers into this forum right now. All right, thank you very much, uh, Don Don. Now, before we proceed to our special guests, I would like to invite our viewers to post your comments or reactions on your social media platform with the hashtag Gala Book Launch. The one deemed to have the most creative comment will get an autographed copy of the Gala Book at the end of the program. Isn't that great? So this shall be delivered right at your doorstep. No? So post those comments, questions, and reactions on your social media platform and don't forget the hashtag Gala Book Launch. That will appear at the bottom of your screen. Now, this book is a celebration of a diverse group of 20 Filipinos hailing from different backgrounds who share a common passion for travel. Today, we are fortunate to have with us 12 of these illustrious travelers who took the time from their very busy schedules to sit on the VIP panel to give you a sneak peek of their wild adventures written in the book and perhaps share some of their thoughts on world travel. So we're going to have uh, three groups of four supposedly per panel, so it's going to be easier to manage. So I guess without further ado, we'll um, uh, welcome our VIP guests. So I shall begin with our first panel composed of Raul and April. All right. So we hello, hello. Uh, hello. Hi. Let, let me let, hello. Let me introduce our uh, two VIP guests first. Uh, first off, we have uh, Raul. He was born in Quezon City and grew up in Cebu, Philippines. Uh, way back in 1990, he relocated to San Francisco and currently works as a statistical programmer and a biostatistics consultant. He already flew to six continents and 162 countries. And finally, we have April. She was born in Chicago, Illinois, but had a chance to visit her parents' hometown in Leyte, Philippines. She is a pharmacist and was able to roam seven continents and 185 countries. Welcome, Raul and April. And guess and what? Course, we also have other world travelers with us, attorney Jimmy and Rambi. Thank you for joining us. Okay, so um, 
let me introduce first Attorney Jimmy. Attorney Jimmy actually lives in uh, Quezon City, Philippines, and is a lawyer and a very, very successful businessman. He already crossed seven continents and 248 countries. And um, next we have Rambi, right? Uh, Rambi is, uh, he was born actually in Las Piñas, Philippines, and currently lives in Los Angeles, California, and is a member of the United States Air Force. He has covered six continents and 104 countries. So welcome everyone to our first uh, batch of uh, VIP guests on this first panel. So I would like to uh, direct my uh, question to all of you. First, what does it feel like to be one of the most well-traveled Filipinos? We'll probably start with Raul. Sure, sure. Uh, to, be, to be honest with you, I was pleasantly surprised. And um, it's an honor and a privilege at the same time, of course. Um, when I was broached about this idea, I thought my experiences would fail in comparison with the rest of the uh, world-renowned travelers. But I guess um, my, experiences and my experiences in travel have accumulated to get to 100, 100 something countries. And like, like I said, it was a pleasant surprise at first, but then it's also humbling for me when I learned about the others' experiences because I felt my experiences were mundane, but then again, achieving 100 countries is something. Absolutely uh, outstanding. It's not really mundane. It's actually uh, a uh, record-breaking feat. No? So uh, let's go to uh, April. April, uh, you've roamed seven continents and 185 countries. That's amazing. So how does it feel to be considered to be one of the most well-traveled Filipinos in the world? It's quite an honor and it's definitely humbling when you put it that way. It's not something that I actively think about, even though travel is always in my life. Uh, and it's especially more powerful knowing that there's very few women that have traveled to this many countries in the world because uh, a lot of them are um, rightfully so having families and spending their time on other um, important issues. And so to be one of the few women and especially one of the few Filipino women to do this is such an honor. It's, it's, it's such an honor and I hope I um, inspire other people. Yes, certainly. And the honor actually is ours to be able to meet such a well-traveled Filipina of your stature. So let's go to Attorney Jimmy. Attorney Jimmy, you are a, a, a book publisher and uh, you come from a family of, of well-known uh, entrepreneurs. And I'm sure you've already read Don Don's Masterpiece. What is your favorite part of the book and why? Well, uh, I, actually, I did not have the privilege of, uh, I mean, breezing through. I just breezed through the book, but I, I just uh, felt that the, uh, I mean, everything written about the, uh, I mean, twenty contributors. Really, I, I mean, I gave focus on them, and uh, and I'm honored to be considered as uh, one of the contributors, and uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm thankful that I was firstly uh, considered as the best, uh, the first Filipino to have traveled using only Philippine passports, something like that. Yes, and, yes, definitely. Yeah. And 
I did not realize that, uh, I mean, it would reach this <laughs> point in time that, uh, in fact, I have been privileged to be holding office from the government. And uh, although I'm a bit shy, I took the liberty of really announcing that uh, this could really be the best book uh, that was written about uh, about travel. And uh, it- uh, Thank you so much, attorney. Yes, yes. <laughs> As highlighted, I think uh, travel quotation gives inspiration and guidance and uh, and to I mean to come up with travel quotation in this spread in this space really is highly exceptional and uh, and it's really uh, comparatively it's really the best book I have so far uh, read about travel books. Wow, and, coming from a book publisher of your stature, that's really a big statement. Uh, kudos yeah. to you, uh, Don Don. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And I do have a question coming from the audience. So, you know, I'll, I'll put it to anyone in the panel to answer this. And this question is coming from uh, Mary Cavus. So the question is, does the book talk about responsible traveling? And have you considered carbon footprint when traveling these many countries? Probably we'll... That's a very interesting question. Yeah, we'll probably we'll uh, we'll direct the uh, the question to Rambi, who has not been called yet. Rambi, uh, would you have? And he he works as a member of the United States Air Force, and having covered six continents and 104 countries during his travels, uh, what can you say about the the question, uh, Sir Rambi? Hi everyone. Uh, regarding travel, um, I, I've read the responses of my uh, other uh, other members in this panel, and and yes. We do, we talk about responsible traveling, especially now during the COVID-19 pandemic when travel, um, when the travel industry has really um, not been the best. We've, we've talked about things that uh, we should do to remain safe and uh, to continue our travels in a responsible way. Wow, that's uh, well said, uh, Sir Rambi. And uh, for, uh Many of us are actually carbon footprint is a really uh, growing issue already, given the env environmental concerns that we have in the world right now. All right. So again, thank you very much for our uh, esteemed uh, guests, VIP guests on this uh, first panel. And we'd really appreciate you uh, uh, being here and gracing the, uh, this, uh, this uh, book launch. No? And uh, so uh, at this juncture, we, you know, we like to um, uh, get want to get to know more about uh, the book itself. Now that now that we've gotten to know more about our author and our first batch of uh, VIPs on the panel, we'd like to get to know more about the book. So we'd like to uh, invite you all uh, together with our author by playing our short word wheel game. So Don Don, are you ready? All right, I love games. Okay, <laughs> let's play. It's always good to play. So uh, we're playing this uh, Wheel of Names, right? And for those of you who've read the book or have a copy of the book already, uh, there are different categories here from chapter seven of the book, which is all the travel favorite places of our most well-traveled Filipinos. So what we'll do is, you know, we'll, we'll spin the wheel and based on where the arrow points, I'll talk a little bit about the topic. So 
fire ahead. Okay, so uh, do spin the. How do we spin the wheel here? So probably we we get our backstage uh, people to spin the wheel for us. There you go. There we go. <laughs> I love this. I love games. <laughs> this is good. I love games too. All right. So oh, artsy places. Artsy, artsy places. places. Maybe we can invite our uh, some of the members of our audience right now to type in what they in the comment section. Uh, what is the most artsy place that they've been to? Okay. So uh, I invite you all to place your comments in the comment uh, section in your uh, social media platform. But uh, before that, uh, maybe we can ask our author, what's the most uh, artsy place that you've ever been to? Me? Oh, well, it has to be Top Down Paris. And it's actually the number one in the book, page 282 in the book. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> you, uh, the book actually lists the top 10 most artsy places in the world, according to our survey within you know, ourselves. Uh, and so Paris actually came up as number one, no surprise, you know, the Louvre, there's a lot of beautiful museums to explore in that city, but there's also other cities actually also listed down. I'm not going to reveal all of them. You actually have to read the book to find out what are the other nine cities that are considered as the top artsy places in the world. All right. So you've heard it first from our author, having been the uh, one of the most well-traveled Filipinos, he considers Paris as the top artsy place and it is shared by many of his fellow travelers in the book. All right, so- uh, I'll, I'll Just just to add, I, 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 do, I do see a comment from the viewers from Carrie. Yes, artsy place would be Barcelona, Spain. Barcelona comes in as number two. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Any other comments that you see here, Don? Uh, oh, someone said Burning Man. Yes, Burning Man is one of the most creative places. I invite you to go there if there's an opportunity in the future post the pandemic. I've been there and it's also featured in the book. So really great. I went there with April, who you met earlier. So really great experience. Really artsy, creative place. How many times have you been to the Burning Man uh, show? I've only been I've only once been in the Burning Man in 2017, which I described in the book. And I know April has been to Burning Man twice. Wow. Yeah, I, I heard she about it. She the book as well. So. Uh, outstanding. All right. So we'll probably want to spin the wheel one more time. And uh, this right, is getting exciting. <laughs> Let's let's pick another uh, category. All right, spin the wheel, please. All right. Next is the most exotic, most place. exotic places. Uh, wow. I love this. Okay, so uh, for our audience, type in your most exotic place that you've ever been to, and uh, put your comments on the chat box in your social media platform, and. Um, with that, probably we'll ask the author, what's the most uh, exotic place that you've been? Yeah, well, the one, I, the one I've been in uh, is a place called Tana Island in Vanuatu. And it's, also, um, it's one of the top 10 in the book. Why it's exotic for me? Because, you know, when I went there, uh, there was no electricity. 
and I was living with the locals. And the most exciting part is I get to go to the crater of an active volcano. And wow. I actually get to see, you know, lava flowing, you know, right in front of my face. And I describe it in the book. I've never seen anything like that up close. Uh, so yeah, that, that would be my most exotic place I've ever been. Uh, in the book, the number one exotic place that's also mentioned by my fellow travelers is the Easter Island. So wow. Easter in Island. the middle of the Pacific. So that's also a very exotic place to be. And uh, probably for those of you who are wondering why Easter Island is the most exotic place judged by our travelers, you need to read the book. Oh, so, yeah. uh, and uh, maybe, uh, Don, do you have any other uh, comments from our uh, audience there uh, with regard to the exotic place? Well, I'm, I'm not going to spoil the other... Uh... The other ones, you'll have to read the book <laughs> and find out why it's exotic. And there's actually really a, a lot of, um, you know, interesting places to see, you know, that will, that even for me, you know, I've traveled so many countries and uh, some places, you know, never fail to amaze me. And, yeah. Okay, All great. Right. So well, what, 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 uh, what does our uh, audience have to say with regard to their opinions on the most exotic places that they've been to? Well, I'm just seeing, I'm just looking at the feeds now. Someone mentioned, Mainty uh, mentioned Talezang Waterfall in Iran. And I know some of our travelers have been to Iran. Uh, anyone else wants to share a message of their most exotic places? You know, feel free to message in the chat. All right, so uh, South Georgia, I think that uh, Denden Pilon has said, mentioned South Georgia uh, as one of the most exotic places. You see around 500,000 king penguins. Wow. Yeah, that's absolutely. something that I've never <laughs> seen before in my life. So. <laughs> All right, so let's. Uh, you want to play another game? Yeah, one more. Let's do one more. One more. All and right. then we'll so call in our friends for the next panel. One more, yeah. one more game. One more, one more topic. All right. Uh, uh, I was hoping to put. I was hoping that I would go to the favorite Philippines spot. Favorite Philippines <laughs> spot. Favorite cities in the world. Ah, uh, this right. one is really nice. Now, now the book. It's interesting in the book because I talk about the favorite place, cities we want to visit. And I also mm -hmm. there's also another section on favorite cities where we want to live, right? So I'm now living in my favorite city, which is in Melbourne, Australia. But I also have a favorite city which I want to visit. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm now going to our favorite city in the world in page 277 for those of you who have the book. And guess what? Number one is, according to 35% of us, it's Buenos Aires in Argentina. Wow. So that, wow. and I've been there. I, I love that city. And some of my fellow world travelers believe, you know, they, they also love that city. So, and there's a lot of, um, there's some commentary about the experiences in Buenos Aires in the book. So I, I invite you to check it out. Great, great. And what does our audience have to say about the, the top cities in their preference? Do you have mm -hmm. the list? Someone said New New Zealand. Okay, which city in New Zealand, Kurt? 
Mine would be Queenstown. I love Queenstown in New Zealand for sure. Uh, Sydney, Prague. Yeah, there's a lot of beautiful cities in the world. Uh, you know, it's it's a beautiful place. San Francisco, very diverse. There you go. All right. Well, I invite you to you know uh, share share your favorite city. I'm really curious, and you know, I'm sure fellow travelers and people, the viewers are also interested on what are the other favorite cities. Uh, you know to check out and hopefully after the pandemic we can all travel to the cities but i'm so excited now reggie because i think we have some of my other world traveler friends ready for our second panel okay so that was really a fun game uh, and uh, i look forward to uh working on another game later on in the program so before we proceed to our second batch of vips i would like once again to remind our viewers to post your comments or reactions on your social media platform with the hashtag Gala Book Launch. Remember that, Gala Book Launch. So I'd like to remind everyone that the one who was deemed to have the most creative comments will get to have an autographed version of the book to be delivered right at your doorstep. All right, so at this point, um, let's proceed with our second group of panelists, composed of Odette, Kit, and Catch. All right, hello everyone. Okay, we also have Ivan uh, with us uh, on this second panel. So, uh, awesome. Hello everyone. Thanks hello, for being hello. here. Congratulations. Congratulations. So excited. Okay, so first we would like to introduce Odette. Odette was born in Quiapo, Manila, and in 1971, she migrated to the United States. She is currently based in Los Angeles, California, and is a former systems analyst. And for everyone's information, Odette has distinguished herself as the most well-traveled Filipino in the world having traveled seven continents in 295 countries. Congratulations, Ms. Odette. You have that distinction. Okay, second, we have Catch. Uh, she hails from Herceg movie, Montenegro, and is a travel blogger. She has wandered to seven continents and 168 countries. Now, following Catch is, of course, Kit. Kit actually grew up in Metro Manila, Philippines, and moved with his family 28 years ago to Toronto, Canada. He is a producer and a filmmaker. He has carried five continents and 132 countries. And finally, we have Ivan. Ivan is from Metro Manila, Philippines, and is a multi-awarded educator and a travel blogger. I remember when he was... Um, uh, conferred the OIM for uh, the, the outstanding young men world uh, young men awards, no? Because I'm a member of JCI Philippines uh, during that time. So he has also embarked on six continents and traversed 108 countries. So welcome to our esteemed set of panelists uh, for this uh, for this day for this morning. So I would first like to throw the question to any one of you. Having probably presumably read the book, uh, 
What can our readers expect from the book? Anyone? Probably uh, we'll start with the, uh, with the, uh, with Catch. Sorry, I can't hear properly. Can you hear me? Oh uh, yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, actually, like uh, as a travel blogger myself, like the book is very inspirational. Like you know, like you'll uh, for Filipinos, it's not very common for us to 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 travel around the world. But then listening to different stories of these different Filipinos is very inspiring for younger younger generation. So congratulations, Pedro, for publishing this one. Oh, okay, congratulations to Catch for being part of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's uh, move on to uh, Ivan. Ivan, uh, since yeah. you uh, all technically uh, contributed to this book by being one of the one of the co-authors, no? So, how was it like for you to work with Don Don on this endeavor? What would it like to you to collaborate with Don Don on this book? I mean, it's it, uh, again. Uh, hello to everyone. Um, it's a it's a really good initiative, and Don has been bringing everyone together. I, I really give uh, Don credit for that. Uh, to actually find uh, Filipinos who have been traveling to many countries around the world, it's not an easy feat. So, um, and to meet a, a actual uh, you know Filipino travelers as well, it's a very you know it's a very enriching experience. Um, as Catch mentioned, it's very difficult for us to be traveling around the world, especially if you're only on a Filipino passport. No, so um, it's a very the, the book actually inspires people uh, and uh, tells them uh, we can we can travel around the world even if we're on a Filipino passport. Uh, there are ways for us to experience, you know, different countries. So that's really. Uh, what uh, I like about working uh, with Don on here in the book, you get to learn a lot of things about uh, how Filipinos are able to travel. Wow, great. And uh, we share your sentiments on, uh, on that book. And uh, we, many of us actually look forward to uh, receiving a copy of that book once we <laughs> order from our favorite online bookstore. Okay, so... <laughs> can, Thanks, uh, <laughs> let me let me ask you this question. You presumably read Don Don's first published work. What is your favorite part of the book and why? Well, um, everything that pertains about me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I like about the book is the fact that it is... Um, what I like the most about the book is that it's organized in different categories. So... Mm -hmm. um, Here's the thing: like it's very easy to to compartmentalize a lot of things about travel. Like, right? what's your favorite place? What's your favorite city? What's your favorite festival? However, when you combine that with other people, what what I like about the book is how it just mixes it all together and it all flows very well. So you have one answer from, let's say, someone like um, Don Don, segueing into a similar answer, a different answer, but is similar. Uh, experience to let's say someone like uh, Riza. So I, that's what I like about the book is like everyone has their own personal experience. Everyone has a very unique answer, but it's more or less the same kind of experience because it's all uh, inspiring and it's all about the spirit of adventure. So that's what it is. It's all it's all positive. It's all positive too. That's what I like about it. Great, great, and I agree with you on that because uh, traveling is a the thrill of exploring new places and uh, starring for new destinations is a universal 
know, a desire for everyone to to have. And you guys have the opportunity, have had the opportunity to go around not just once, but several times all over. And uh, we really share that excitement. And perhaps the book uh, will most definitely uh, capture the, uh, in, in words and in pictures, probably capture that sense of excitement as if you were traveling there for the first time. Yes. So, and, uh, and we really look forward to at least our, our audience would really want to have that copy of the book, especially after you guys have already given your comments about it, right? Yeah. Oh. Speaking of our audience, Reggie, we did we do have some questions for the panel. Uh, there's a question from Casey Zhang, and the question is, how did traveling the world change your outlook in life? We'll probably so, uh, ask that question to direct that question to Catch. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> How, how, I actually how get nervous. Why? Why I'm being asked first? Like, can can be okay? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies first. Ladies first. <laughs> like, uh, actually, for me personally, when I started traveling, uh, I was like 20 years old when I left the Philippines, and it was to go to to the Middle East, as like what other Filipinos are doing. And how did traveling uh, the world change my outlook in life? It's just like um. You know, before I left the Philippines, people would often say that, oh, it's dangerous out there, be careful, don't talk to strangers and do like that, blah, blah. But then you'd realize that there's so, so many kind people and there's still goodness in this, uh, in the world. Like, you know, like uh, when they met an accident abroad, that's when you realize that why, not, why wait like for the future to do something that you want to do or passionate about? Mm-hmm. Uh, why not now? Because like life is short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a truism that we all had to adhere to. Life is definitely short, especially now in in the conditions of this worldwide pandemic. So, how about you, uh, Ivan? Uh, what, what's how does traveling changed you? I I mean, the world is a really huge uh, community, and there are so many different cultures to uh, to meet, to experience, to immerse in. And you know, when you when you get to when you get to uh, visit a new country, when you get to visit a different city, and you know, see uh, different lifestyles, it, 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 it really, you know, it really um, introduces another aspect of the world that uh, you know broadens your horizon as an individual. No, um, I, despite the fact no, that uh, uh, it's very challenging for us, especially in the Philippines, to to live and uh, travel. Alam mo we're not like. Uh, uh, Western countries where they have uh, very long vacation periods. No, for us, it's you know every, that's why every time you know every time I get that opportunity to to leave and uh, you know uh, explore a new country, I always uh, look at it as an opportunity to to really learn about everything that's around us because there's just so much to learn. Uh, there's just so much to see, and there there are endless possibilities. In fact. Uh, even the most uh, traveled person would not have been able to visit all corners of the world. There's just so much to discover and uh, so much to, um, how do I say it, inspire us as people. Yeah, and, and I'm, we're really inspired by the, uh, the, 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 uh, the travels that uh, you, you've done all of these past uh, years that all of us can just dream about. No? And, um, 
And finally, I have, uh, I have a question for Kit. There's, a, yeah, there's yeah, another yeah. audience yes. question. Um, but, sure, sure. Um, this one, I think, from Kurt Suleiman. What's more important to you when you travel? Comfort and relaxation or stimulating new experiences? <laughs> Wow, that's 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 very very easy. <laughs> well, uh, basically, if you if you travel for comfort, then uh, I, I know a lot of people travel for comfort, but that's not me. So I I travel to be stimulated. I travel actually to I travel to feel discomfort, right? Because that's the like one thing I like about traveling is it kicks you out of your comfort zone, right? And that's why I think that travel is exciting is because you're never bored. Like I'm not the type of person who likes being in a beach for longer than one day. I know some people like doing that, but for me, let's say I go to a place like Cuba, I ignore the beach and I go into the cities, I go into the villages because I like being challenged. I like being uncomfortable. I like eating food that some people would not normally eat or something that I've never tried before. I like trying things. I like speaking with people who I cannot communicate with in their language. I like that. That's what that's what I like about travel. And that's why I choose countries which are probably like not on everyone's bucket list. That's why I like places like Syria or Yemen or Colombia. And that's why I want to go to Iran. I still haven't been. I want to go to Afghanistan. I want to go to uh, those places. I want to go to Mongolia. And uh, because those places for me are far from what you would call comfortable countries. Wow. That's a great answer. Thanks, thanks Kip. And thanks everyone for joining this book launch. I really appreciate you coming here. And I think, Reggie, it's time for another game, isn't it? Yes, yes, definitely. First of all, thank you very much for our second batch of panelists. You easily you know, illuminated many of us with your experiences in travel. So thank you very much for being with us and gracing our book launch for this morning. So before uh, we proceed to our third and last group of panelists. We are going to play another word wheel. So this time we're going to uh, go to chapter eight of the book, which tells us some of uh, our favorite travel experiences. And I'm sure our author would have a mouthful to say about this. So let's uh, spin the wheel. This is one of my favorite chapters of the book. This is like the favorite travel experiences. And I am an experienced connoisseur. I love experiencing the world. And Great. so what is this? Memorable party destinations. Wow. So, wow. I'm sure in the course of your, your travels, you've partied a lot in any, many of these places. And again, I would like to invite our audience to type in our comments what is, in your opinion, the most uh, memorable party destination that you've been worldwide? So uh, for that matter, we'll ask our author. Don, what's your favorite travel uh, party destination? Right, uh, well, there's a lot of parties I have been during my world travel. One of the biggest highlight for me is going through the carnival in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. and. No surprise, it's actually number one in the book as well with my fellow world travelers. The comedy here is Brazil. They are party animals. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I, I was just amazing. The costumes, 
you know, the, the parties, the beach. That's definitely one of the biggest party that I've been in. The other, mm -hmm. the other big parties I've been in was the one, the full moon party in Koh Phangan in Thailand. And that was the, the, there was the full moon party that also happened to be the New Year's Eve party. So that was also very big. And, and there's also a lot of, in the book, it also mentions of other uh, countries and destinations where you can find these parties. So I'm, I'm now gonna reveal them. So there's Spain, of course, there's Ibiza, the party place, uh, Grand Canaria, Tenerife. Uh, those are really beautiful destinations to chill out and party. And there's Greece in Mykonos. That's also a really good party place. Uh, Berlin in Germany. That's also one of the party places here. Budapest in Hungary. Uh, Belgrade in Serbia. I love getting drunk in Serbia. <laughs> so Amsterdam in Netherlands. Uh, and I already mentioned uh, Copenhagen and Bangkok in Thailand. And, um, and then the USA, you've got Las Vegas, South Beach in Miami. And the 10th one here is K. Culker in Belize. This is a really nice chill out place. Uh, one of Risa's favorite party plays. So those are, you know, would be my recommended places to party. And hopefully we can do that after the pandemic is over. So really looking Absolutely. forward to that time again. Wow, you mentioned all of these fun party places and we're really excited to go to these places, but first we'll probably want to read the book to be able to really get a feel of what the, par the party uh, atmosphere is like in those countries. I'm sure they're very different. And uh, with that, uh, that said, uh, maybe uh, Don, do you have any uh, probably comments from our uh, readers with regards to their opinions on the party places they've been to? Yeah, I wonder, um, there is one here from Den Den, a party destination Sing Sing Festival in Papua New Guinea. Not for the faint of heart, really immersed myself here. Yeah, there's a lot of costumes, uh, face paints. I actually haven't been to the Sing Sing Festival, but I, I did visit Papua New Guinea, it just didn't coincide during that, that time. But yeah, definitely read about that. Um, and who else have other party places? Any, any, any other? party play suggestions from the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne, ah, well, I, for those of you who are in Melbourne, let's go and party at the secret bars here in Melbourne. <laughs> it's known for some of the secret bars. You actually know, need to know where the parties are and discover it. So yeah, that's I'm sure, one of the, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you would know. So uh, whenever we do get the chance to go to Melbourne, we'll probably enjoy all these uh, secret party places that you've been to. Uh, and also, uh, uh, I just saw Jadel said Barcelona. Yeah, that's a really good party place. And Carrie just mentioned Black Rock City. And for those of you who don't know where Black Rock City is, it is the city that gets created for the purpose of Burning Man. I've actually went to Carrie and April together at Burning Man. So hi, Carrie, and thanks for reminding me that it is definitely one of the biggest party places in the planet. All right, so any other comments, uh, Don, from our uh, viewers? Oh, there is La Buracay, La Buracay, Sidnulog, Las Vegas. Uh, of course, there's uh, a lot of uh, really wanted to know yeah, where, where can we party after the pandemic, right? 
But let's 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 have another go with the with the wheel of names and see what other categories and experiences sure, sure, sure. you might want to explore. All right, so let's uh, spin that wheel. All right, let's 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 go back to the the wheel uh, and see what's our next category. Okay, let's let's do another let's let's do another favorite celebration part. It's very similar to the previous one. Let's 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 spin it again. <laughs> okay, spin a win. Spin a win. <laughs> what what is this? Favorite world festivals. So, oh, it's you really know a party place, huh? Yeah, so in the book, I've actually put in, in page 302. There is the top 10 favorites from, from among us, right? And as I mentioned, Carnival came as number one. And you've got Oktoberfest in, you know, in, in Munich, in Germany. There's the Mardi Gras in New Orleans. There's the Philippine Visayas festivals like the Atiatihan, Sinulog, which was also in the viewers' comment. There's Burning Man. You're just among the top five. But what's really interesting in the book is I also managed to compile not just the top 10, but there's actually a part in the book, and this is a very useful guide, if you can see it here. I've compiled at least some of the top 30 or 20 or 30 highly recommended world festivals and events that happen all year round throughout the world. And, you know, I, I can use this as a checklist and say, oh, have I been to the Day of the Sun in North Korea? Or have I been to the Songkran Festival in Thailand? Right, so this is a really good guide. You can use this as a checklist in the book, you know, when, when we're able to travel again to see, you know, which ex travel experiences and festivals and events, you know, I, I can schedule. You know, I've been to the Tomatina in Spain where people throw tomatoes at each other. I've been, to, you know, there's, the running of the bulls in Spain as well. There's just so many festivals in the world. And so this this particular page, you know, nicely summarizes it, summarizes it for you. So you can have some guide and plan your future travel. So there you wow. go. So really interesting Very place. And, yeah. Maybe uh, our audience would uh, have their own uh, opinions and comments on the uh, the festivals that they've been to. Do you have them yeah, on Yeah, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm just looking at the comments now. So Métis, yeah, I did mention Rio Carnival. It is like the top one I mentioned earlier. But also in Brazil during that time, there's the Carnival in Salvador de Bahia. Yeah, so some of our travelers also went there, and it's also mentioned in the book. That's also one of those great events, festivals to visit. So uh, very interesting. Uh, there's the, oh, this is interesting. Tikan Terakan in Pampanga. There you go. I haven't been there yet, uh, but that's in the Tiktik and Terrakan event. So yeah, keep keep on feeding in your comments around favorite festivals and events that you would highly suggest. Wow, this right, is how very about you do one one more round, one one more game, one more spin the wheel yeah, sure, game, sure. and that's... then I think we will have our third panel ready at the end. All right, all right. The world. Then we have the favorite music. music. Wow, that's that's something else. So, what is your favorite world music, uh, Don Don? 
You know what? I, I I really want to go. I haven't been yet, but I've been watching it on television. I wanted to visit the country that's hosting the Eurovision. So for those of you who don't know the Eurovision, it's a song competition and uh, countries in Europe and even Australia now actually get to vote for their favorite country. And it's hosted typically in the winning country from the previous year. And so I really want to be in the vibe and the spirit of a Eurovision event in the future. So that's that's what I mentioned in the book. And some of the other favorite music festivals that's in, you know, in the book here, it mentions about Tomorrowland in Belgium. There's the Glastonbury Festival in, in England. There's the Coachella in the US. And I know some of the folks in our have been to Coachella. And there's the Jakarta Warehouse Project in Indonesia. And then of course there's the Eurovision. And you know what, I'm, I'm really keen that after this pandemic, there will come a time that we can go back and be in big concerts once again, right? Like it's just so, it's something that we're wanting and yearning for now having been in lockdown. I'm in lockdown at the moment here in Melbourne and I really look forward to the day that I can actually go to a concert again with so many people and you know, be in a stage with you know with some really great musicians and singers and DJs. I remember one time. Let me tell you one story that I put in the book. I was in Switzerland uh, for the street parade, and the street parade is one of the biggest street parade parties, music parties in the world. It happens in August, and during that time, I actually attended the concert of David Guetta and. One of the most exciting time for me was I was actually in front of the stage, in the middle of the stage, in front of David Guetta. And that was just so unbelievable, just to be in that space. And I really look forward to a time like that in the future where we can do that once again. So there you go. Wow. That's, that's uh, absolutely fantastic. And I share your sentiments that hopefully after this pandemic, many of us will be able to have the opportunity of going out and exploring the world once again. And um, with that, uh, do you have any other comments uh, from our viewers, uh, Don? Oh, all right. Uh, just scrolling now. So there's the, well, there's a lot of, uh, the comments are still in the festivals. <laughs> so from the previous <laughs> question, right? There's the Arirang Festival in Yongyang, the Songkran Festival in Thailand, uh, and then... All right, Sinulog uh, is so colorful, yep. And in terms of music as well, you know, there's different types of music. Someone mentioned here their favorite music, uh, original Filipino music, OPM, definitely. That is uh, one of the interesting, interesting times. So right now, uh, we are still waiting for our final guests panel. Uh, mm -hmm. to join us so what what we can do right now is how about let's share with with the people I, I've prepared a video of my travels <laughs> and and so in chapter uh, in part two right in part two of the book we talk about different experiences we have you know scary adventures uh, most adventure stories scary stories inspiring stories memorable stories and they are all anchored on the different places that we've been in. And so 
a lot of our guests today, you know, we've been in more than a hundred countries and territories. And so I'd like to share this video with our viewers. This is a hundred United Nations countries that I've visited in. And, you know, some of my fellow world travelers have been in there as well. And I just hope that this video will instill a sense of inspiration for you and a sense of memory for us who've been there of what a beautiful world, you know, that we live in. And so uh, I, I, I'm going to now pause and let our, uh, our viewers view this wonderful video that says, where in the world is Donalito? So let's, let's get ready for that video. So in that video, uh, we got that smile upon my face because there's excitement in the chase. This I know. Yeah, I'm going for the ride, and by myself I am alive, and I saw. Still I run towards the wind and let the challenge draw me in because I want more. Another good, good morning, time to go 
a smile upon my face Cause there's excitement in the chase This I know Yeah, I'm going for the ride And by myself I am alive And I saw Still I run toward the wind And let the challenge draw me in Cause I want more I know. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for watching that video. And I hope you got inspired watching 100 countries and territories. Well, that was 100 UN countries 
But uh, yeah, I hope that gives you a sense of what you can expect from the book. And yeah, it's always interesting to look at pictures and videos of our travels. Yes. And um, yeah, on, on, the, on that note, uh, I'd like to, um, you know, it's really an exciting and memorable journey it has been for you. And I hope that your travel adventures have somehow planted this desire for you to go out and inspire you to, you know, not only you, but all of us to explore the world as you did once this pandemic is over. And, uh, you know, uh, for the, for the uh, information of our viewers, in uh, 2011, our author decided to take a 20-month uh, sabbatical from his work and traveled around 75 countries and territories, crisscrossing seven continents and um, circumnavigating around the globe. And when he came back to work uh, in late 2013, he got assigned overseas for work for over a year, living in the US, UK, China, uh, Philippines, Indonesia, Papua New Guinea, where he got to circumnavigate the world a second time. So, you know, we all know that an idiom, uh, the idiom that a picture is worth a thousand words rings true in all our Filipino world travelers. And your video has just demonstrated to all of us that you can just imagine, you know, uh, if a picture can tell a thousand words, just imagine how hundreds of pictures that you've shown in this video can tell a very, very colorful story and inspire us to go out of the world and, and, and see for us what it is to, you know, to explore the world. So what are your thoughts, uh, Don, on, on, on this? Well, you know what? I really need some help around that. Uh, to, uh, I'm really interested to get answers from my fellow travelers. So I know some of, you know, I'd like to invite our other world travelers to join me as we answer that question with you. So how about let's call in Jasmine, Odette, and Louisa. So some of the other people featured in the book to join us from, hey. you're joining us from the United States. So hi everybody, hi Jazz, hi. Hello. Hi, Louisa. Thank you for Hello. being here. Hello. All right. So, uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce our, uh, well, first of all, welcome our VIP guests uh, for this panel. And we'd like to introduce our esteemed uh, members of the panel. First, we have uh, Jazz. Uh, she, she originally hails from Manila, Philippines, and is now a resident of Tarzana, California, and is a retirement home business owner. She was able to cover six continents and 128 countries. No? And then uh, next we have Luisa. No? She was born in uh, Dulag and uh, grew up in Tacloban City, late Philippines, before moving to the United States uh, way back in 1967 through a student exchange program. She currently lives in Miami, Florida, and is a former medical technologist and is currently a travel advisor. She has um, journeyed to around seven continents and 223 countries. And of course, uh, Odette, I, which, whom we uh, introduced earlier, uh, she was born in Quiapo, Manila, and in 1971, she migrated to the United States. She's uh, currently based in Los Angeles, California, and is a former systems analyst. So for everyone's information, Odette is the most well-traveled Filipino. She has this distinction of being the most well-traveled Filipino in the world, having traveled to seven continents and 295 countries. 
So welcome, the three of you. And uh, we were honored to have you on the panel. So uh, I'd probably like to uh, throw the question first to Miss uh, Jazz. Uh, what can our readers expect from Don Don's book being you being part of uh, the uh, one of the one of the most well-traveled Filipinos featured in this uh, compendium. Well, you have the uh, all the experiences of the most traveled Filipinos all over the world. Not only the fun things, but also the scary part of uh, travel. It's not always fun. There are scary parts too, and then the you know uh, getting in and out of. Uh, countries, immigration problems, all that uh, kind of stuff, you know, what you are you're supposed to look out for, what you have to watch out for, what you have to prepare for, especially now that we have COVID, there are more paperwork required of you. Okay, and uh, now it's, it's very difficult right now to travel and, and the release of this book is actually very timely. So, that uh, even if we cannot physically experience the highs and lows of traveling, this book will definitely uh, be a, uh, at least a replacement of that experience when readers would want to uh, uh, really uh, get to know what it is really, for, how it is uh, traveling and the experiences and the adventures that you have in traveling. No? Um, then probably we go to uh, Luisa. Uh, Luisa, uh, what in your experience, what what uh, having read the book, what can our readers expect from that book? They have to uh, go and explore and travel and see, you know, without any hesitation and make the dream come true. Okay, and uh, your dreams have definitely ran true by being. Um, having explored the world and it's definitely every one of uh, traveling the world is really everyone on each one's bucket list no? and uh, let's go to Miss Odette uh, Miss Odette having been the most well-traveled uh, Filipino having had that distinction what key messages do you think uh, you would like to leave to aspiring world travelers like yourselves yeah, um, now is the now time is the to time read the book. Mm -hmm. They will find out that if you can dream it, you can do it. And before, my favorite class subject was geography, and my favorite magazine, and still is National Geographic. Yes, everybody can travel, even to the Jupiter. <laughs> if, because if not now, when will you do it? So I suggest you read page 28 of the book and page 130 of the book. It will all tell you the pleasure of discovery and mastering the unknown will motivate you. That's what Don Don said. There are many, many social clubs. You don't have to spend so much money. Every, for example, every passport stamp, National Park Travelers, you can join that and just Please read the book. Dundon put so much time and I really admire because from that book you can really learn what to do next. Thank you. Wow, hey Reggie, 
yes, thank yes. you, thank you, Tita Odette. That was really nice. You know what? Yes. We have another person who I'd love to join into the panel right now, and no other, another person, what world traveler in the book, Riza Rascal, who's streaming live from Oman. So, hey, Riza, thanks for joining us all the way from Oman. Hey guys. Uh, glad to glad to uh, glad to have you join us, uh, Miss Riza. Now, uh, for for me to uh, give a short uh, introduction to Riza, she she hails from Los Banos and uh, currently lives. Uh, well, she lives in the town of Bay, which is actually only a twenty minute drive from her hometown. She is a bioengineer, an intellectual property management professional, and a social entrepreneur. She was able to explore six continents. And 224 countries. So welcome, uh, Riza, to our panel and uh, all the way from Oman. No? So uh, thank you very much for joining us and gracing our uh, book launch for this morning. Thank, thank you, Reggie. Uh, hello, Don Don and everyone Hi. else. I have, I have <laughs> a question for you from the viewers. So there's a question from Yosh Demon, which I think will be good for you, Riza, to answer. The question okay. is, out of the countless travel experiences, what's your single most unforgettable moment? Oh, my God. Uh, that's such <laughs> a difficult question. Uh, really, it is. Um, one unforgettable moment. Uh, uh, um, There's a lot, right? That's why I know. I, 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 I know. Uh, I think... In, in general, um, you know, visiting uh, off the beaten path uh, places, uh, war-torn places, uh, even uh, places in active war, those are really, really very uh, special um, experiences um, and, and quite unforgettable, you know, to, to visit all the places like... Um, like uh, Libya, Afghanistan, Somalia, uh, Syria, all these nations in, in active war, uh, you realize that although they are all in active war, the experience is different. The way they handle their, the war internally is, is different from uh, with, with in, in different countries and in, in these different nations. So, um, that that to me is you know um, unforgettable um, being able to be put in the uh, to, to have that experience of what it feels like to be visiting a country uh, at war. Wow, and that's uh, really something that very very few Filipinos, for that matter, will get to experience and. Um, with that kind of atmosphere, it has a very unique, you have a very unique perspective on how things go around. So uh, Donna, maybe do you have any other questions from our yeah. audience? Uh, this is, there's a question from Rolmar. This will be a good one for Odette. The, uh, the, the question is which country that you haven't traveled yet, that is definitely your must place to go next for Odette? <laughs> From Walmart, I was yeah. 
Yeah, before the pandemic, I was scheduled to go to Sudan. I have the visa and everything to Chad and Central Republic. I have the visa, but uh, it happened, you know, the pandemic. And so uh, I want to see the Nero pyramids, Miro pyramids and the outback of Central African Republic. They, they said there's a war, you know, there's conflict everywhere, but I saw on Facebook posts that you can go, but uh, it's it's closed now. But but I want to add, Don Don, that in your book, yeah. uh, Badong Kasipid, <laughs> he was uh, really I was really attract attracted to his experience where he touched the lion tail. He entered the cage of the lion. And the trainer did not allow him, but he insisted. And so he touched the lion's tail and he's still alive. So, kudos <laughs> to Badong. <laughs> okay, that's on page 130. Please read the book. <laughs> <laughs> what a plug. <laughs> Love it. That's really well, good. definitely. Well, de after, after hearing your exploits, your stories, a lot from our world travelers like you, uh, I'm sure the, that our audience will be looking forward, raring to get hold of a copy of that book. Yeah. So Donda, maybe any other uh, yeah. questions? There are, and you might be seeing me typing here because I'm responding to a number of viewers <laughs> commenting. And keep your comments in. Uh, there's a question here from Kurt. Uh, what's the worst piece of travel advice you've received? So maybe something for Louisa. What's the worst piece of travel advice you've received? Because I know Louisa, you're a travel advisor, but you know what? It will be interesting to know what advice you received that you know has been the worst piece of advice. Most of them, when you go to this country that are, you know, like Risa mentioned, people said you're crazy. You're going to these war places, you know? And I said, no, it's okay, you know? People there are, there might be war, but it's still, you know, okay to travel. There are some people that I know who's been there and came back alive. So any anywhere you go, and any, even if you are in this country, and if it's your time to go, you know, it, it, it's, it can happen, you know? So I advise them to, you know, just go and travel and don't be afraid. All right. Wow. So um, without any any other uh, comments that I'm sure a lot of uh, our viewers are uh, asking uh, questions for these uh, uh, panels to our uh, members of the, of the panel. I, I know. Who, who wants to answer this question from Kurt? Is it really true that there is a Filipino in every corner of the world? Yes. 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 A yes. <laughs> even, even in uh, Svalbard, the North Archipelago. Yes. Even in Fox Island, where there are 10,000 uh, penguins and only 600 Filipinos. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, wow. thank you so much. There, there's still a number of questions, so but unfortunately, we're gonna run out of time because there's another show in this in the channel that's coming in. But I'd like to thank you guys, uh, to, to our my fellow world travelers, 
for joining me in this book launch today. Really special day. And thank you so much for being part of the book. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much to all our VIPs. And wow, what an exciting and memorable session that we've had for today. And for our audience, you know, I'd like to remind you, you know, to uh, keep your uh, uh, comments and reactions coming with the, on your social media platform with the hashtag Gala Book Launch. Remember, at the end of this program, which is about forthcoming already, the one deemed to have the most creative comment will get to have an autographed version of the book to be delivered right at your doorstep. So the lucky participant will be announced at the end of this program, and we only have a few minutes left for this. So uh, we still have time, we still have time for you to do so. So keep those comments coming. So, you know, uh, this has been an extraordinary session, and it is really the first time for me to uh, MC, you know, to moderate this kind of uh, uh, book launch. You know? And I hope that the uh, travel adventures that all of our guests have had have somehow planted this desire for us to go out and inspire you not only to buy the book, but also to explore the world as it is since once this pandemic is over. So we've come to the conclusion of this book launch. May we now again invite the man of the hour to render your uh, concluding remarks to uh, all of us for this, uh, well, for this morning in here in, in, in Manila and uh, make some important announcements. So Don, you have the virtual floor. Awesome. awesome. So I would like to make some really important announcements uh, that will be interesting for our viewers. So first of all, uh, we've been getting feedback with the ebook format, that the, the one that's currently available in Kindle, that the text is small and not readable. And there was a reason for that because uh, the original design of the ebook was that it was not uh, reflowable. But we're going to make a change on that. And starting in, you know, after the weekend, anyone who uh, purchases a copy of the ebook will now have the new version, which is a reflowable version in Kindle. So that's the good news. Uh, for those of you who love the old format, you can still do that, you know, this weekend, up until this weekend. And then after that, there's a new format starting on Monday. And there will be an increase in the book price for that. And the other one is uh, all the proceeds from the ebook sales will go to will be donated to the Philippine Global Explorers. So the Philippine Global Explorers is a community, a not-for-profit travel community that would like to instill, uh, you know, uh, to, to support the communities uh, in the Philippines through education. Uh, through international relations. So this is one way of us giving back to that. And for those of you who have traveled more than 20 countries, or, or even 20 countries, I invite you to join our club of Philippine Travel Explorers. And there you will meet all the travel, my fellow travelers who you met earlier in the show. So that's a really good way, you know, uh, feel free to join our club at the Philippine Global Explorers. And then also after today's book launch, just wanted to announce that the paperback will have, uh, Amazon will increase the price point of the uh, 
uh, paperback price. So I invite you, if you haven't got a copy of this book yet, do it today because tomorrow there will be a price increase. So, so there you go. Uh, I'd like to invite you to do that today. Uh, if you're in, uh, in the US, in Australia, in Spain, Italy, and France, and Japan, you can actually order it from the Amazon respective sites. Now, for those of you in the Philippines, I understand that it could be difficult to get the book ordered in America and get it shipped in the Philippines. It becomes more expensive and logistically difficult. So I have some good news for you. I'm currently working with X Bookstore, and over the next few weeks, we will make the Gala book available in the Philippines through the Rex you know, Bookstore network of bookstores nationwide in the Philippines, and will be available through the Rex e-bookstore. So I'm really excited for that. It will become more accessible, more available in the Philippines. So that's a really good use. Uh, and another surprise, surprise for Everyone, we I am in the process of making a hard copy, a hard bound copy with color available in the next few weeks just before Christmas. And it will become available through Amazon. So you can purchase a hard, you know, hard bound colored copy of the book, you know, that could be a coffee table book. So watch out for that. So if you want to know more, you know, you want to be the first to know the updates of when it will be available in the Philippines through Rex Bookstore or when the hardbound copy will be available in Amazon, I invite you to join the mailing list of Exploring Next Level. You will be the first to know when these books will be available for you. So I invite you to you can join the mailing list of Exploring Next Level. So uh, that is pretty much my announcements. And so I think we're ready to do our reveal of our lucky viewer. And after that, I'd like to take some time to thank everyone who was part of the show today. So All right. are we ready for our big reveal? And you know, uh, I was looking through the comments uh, in the Facebook feed. So thank you so much for all of you who've asked your questions and put your comments. <laughs> and so I'm really moved and touched. And uh, I've selected this person because I thought it was really engaging, you know, on the comments uh, that this person did through the field, really engaging. So I'm really proud to announce now the lucky viewer who will receive an autographed copy of my book. And I think this person, I actually don't know this person, you know, we, we don't know each other personally. And I believe he hails from Baguio City in the Philippines. And our lucky viewer is, drum roll, his name is Denden Pilones. Congratulations, wow. Denden. For Congratulations, Denden. You know, I'll, I'll be gifting an autographed copy of my book. And I'll get it, uh, you know, career to you all the way from Melbourne, Australia to Baguio City, Philippines, I believe you are in uh, in the Philippines. So thank you for joining us in this show. And thank you everybody for you know being part of this show. Um, and I want to take this last uh, few moments to thank a lot of people who put this show together as well as the people in the book. So first of all, you know, thank you to the TNC crew, the new channel crew for making this you know, memorable book launch uh, for me. Thank you to Jacob Rothfield for the PR 
uh, promotion for the book. Thank you to Rolmar Baldonado, who's helped with the beautiful videos you've seen earlier. Thank you so much to Reggie Yu uh, for being our host today and also for being the editor of the book. So thankful for you. Um, thank you for all my guests, for my VIP guests who've joined today's show. And of course, this show won't be possible for all of you viewers, you know, my friends, my family, fans who've joined today's show to watch the official book launch of Gala Adventures of the Most Well-Traveled Filipinos. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Dondon, and congratulations for this very, very successful virtual book launch. And on that note, we formally conclude this session's virtual book launching of the Gala Adventures of the Most Well-Traveled Filipinos. Now, we thank you all for taking the time to grace this launch and for your very presence. It really made it all the more special. I would also like to extend my appreciation to our 10 VIPs, Odette, Jazz, Luisa, April, Raul, Rambi, Kit, Attorney Jimmy, Catch, and Ivan, who have so graciously taken the time off from their very busy schedules to be with us this morning and to gamely answer some of the audience's questions. So this launch will definitely not be the same without you. And for those of you who would still want to get a copy of this unique book, they are available on the online shopping app Amazon as well as the other shopping apps that are uh, currently out there in the market. So um, once again, uh, this concludes this special book launch. Friends, this has been your host, Reggie Yu. And as the Aussies say, cheerio and good day. Thank you very much.